Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. This episode is a Bible study on chapter 5 of 1 Corinthians. If you haven't checked out my previous Bible studies, I do have my Bible studies and the study guides included on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire, just like the name of this podcast. And I'll have the link in the show notes of this episode, but you can also just go on Facebook and type in the search bar, Faith Feels My Fire, and request to be added in the group. Once you're added in the group, you'll see a tab that says Guides. Click on that tab and you'll see all of my previous Bible studies and the study guides included. Before we get into this Bible study, I did want to say a quick prayer. So if you would, please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. Please open up our eyes, our ears, our hearts, and our minds to you, Lord. Please give us knowledge and understanding to know exactly what it is that we're reading and the wisdom to implement it in our daily lives. Holy Spirit, please lead, guide, and direct us through every aspect of our lives. And Lord, I pray that whatever it is that each person is supposed to receive from this Bible study, that they receive it and they implement it in their daily life. I love you with every ounce of my being. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now let's get into this Bible study. So I'm just going to start reading at verse 1. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and of a kind that does not occur even among pagans. A man has his father's wife, and you are proud. Shouldn't you rather be filled with grief and have put out of your fellowship the man who did this? Even though I am not physically present, I am with you in spirit, and I have already passed judgment on the one who did this, just as if I were present. When you are assembled in the name of our Lord Jesus, and I am with you in spirit, and the power of our Lord Jesus is present, hand this man over to Satan, so that the sinful nature may be destroyed, and his spirit saved on the day of the Lord. Your boasting is not good. Don't you know that a little yeast works through the whole batch of dough? Get rid of the old yeast, that you may be a new batch without yeast, as you really are. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us keep the festival, not with the old yeast, the yeast of malice and wickedness, but with bread without yeast, the bread of sincerity and truth. Alright, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So in verses 1 through 2, someone in the church of Corinth was having a sexual relationship with their stepmother. And this type of incest was this crime that wasn't even heard of among the Gentiles. It was just so ridiculous. And these people in the church of Corinth took it so lightly. Paul wanted this man to be taken away from the protection of the fellowship of God's people, but the Corinthians weren't doing this, and he didn't know why. In verses 3 through 5, even though Paul wasn't there physically with them, he still could express his authority as an apostle and they all had the Holy Spirit within them. So they were all one in Christ, no matter which location they were at. He was still present with them in Christ because they were one in Christ. Paul wanted these people to put this unrepentant man outside of the church into the world. The world is the devil's domain, and so he wanted them to put him out of the church and into the world. The reason for putting this man out of the protection of the church was for the destruction of his flesh or the sinful nature. The things that this man was doing was clearly sinful and he needed correction, but Paul didn't write him off forever. Just like he says here in verse 5, and his spirit saved on the day of the Lord. 
the church doesn't grant salvation. We are only saved by Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. So even though the church is going to put him out into the world, they can't take his salvation from him. But in some cases, for the good of the church and for the good of the sinner, they should be put out of the congregation. And that is what Paul is saying here. In verses 6 through 7, Yeast is consistently used as a picture of corruption and sin in the Bible. In Luke chapter 13 and verse 21, it says, It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour until it worked all through the dough. And Jesus says the same thing here in the parable of the mustard seed and the yeast in Matthew chapter 13 verse 33. So a little bit of sin and corruption, if not being repented for and being taken care of, can be worked throughout a whole congregation or a whole amount of people and affect everyone. And everyone can be full of sin and corruption. So we have to stay humble and we have to repent for the things that we've done. And whenever we see things that are happening that are not okay, we have to address it. We can't just sit idly by and let these things happen without correction. What Paul says in verses 7 through 8, We are made new with Christ. Christ was sacrificed for us. He died on the cross to forgive us of our sins. And with him, we're made new and we no longer have the sinful nature and the old yeast that's full of malice and wickedness, but we have the bread of life, which is Jesus Christ and bread without yeast. And like I said, yeast is used consistently as sin and corruption. So we have to have bread without yeast and the bread of life, which is Jesus Christ. And he gives us eternal life in heaven whenever we're saved by him. And we have the Holy Spirit within us. And we have to ask God to reveal the fruit of the Spirit in our hearts and portray that to others and not give in to the sinful nature. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 9. I have written you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the people of this world who are immoral or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters. In this case, you would have to leave this world. But now I am writing you that you must not associate with anyone who calls himself a brother, but is sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater or a slanderer, a drunkard or a swindler. With such a man, do not even eat. What business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? God will judge those outside. Expel the wicked man from among you. Alright, so those are all the verses of chapter 5 of the book of 1 Corinthians, but I'm going to discuss these verses with you guys here. So in verses 9 through 11, what Paul is saying here is that these people in the church of Corinth shouldn't associate with people that claim to be a Christian and that claim to be a brother or sister in Christ, but are full of wickedness and are immoral and greedy and swindlers and idolaters. People in this world that don't claim to be a Christian and that don't know about Jesus or have a relationship with Christ, you can still associate with those people because we need to bring them to Christ and to let them know the truth of God's words in hopes that they may be saved and go to heaven also. But we don't need to associate with people that are still full of sin and corruption and wickedness but claim to be a follower of Christ. We have to stand up under temptation and stand firm in our faith and we don't need to be around those type of people that are 
pretending to be a certain way when really they're full of evil and corruption and doing things that are not okay in the eyes of the Lord. In verse 12, these people in the church of Corinth were too busy judging people that are outside of the church that they weren't even focused on the people inside of the church. In Matthew chapter 7 verses 1 through 6, we can see about judging others and how we shouldn't be judged or we too will be judged. In the same way that we judge others, we will be judged. So the only authority that matters is the authority of God and Jesus and his judgment. But we still have to focus on correction and making sure that we're gently instructing people that are Christians and not associating with wicked or evil people that claim to be a Christian and that claim to have a relationship with Christ but are not repenting or just are full of evil and wicked ways. In verse 13, there's several verses in Deuteronomy that pertain to what Paul says when he says, expel the wicked man from among you. And if you want to check those verses out, they're from Deuteronomy chapter 17 verse 7, chapter 19 verse 19, chapter 21 verse 21, chapter 22 verse 21 and 24, and also chapter 24 verse 7. So we have to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to others. We have to love and serve others. And we need to associate with people that don't know about Jesus Christ and that are full of evil and corruption because we have to spread the gospel of Jesus to others, but we have to stand firm in our faith, stay humble, and let the Holy Spirit guide us. And whenever we see things that are not okay happening, we have to gently instruct others. And when people are being unrepentant or they're just continuing to be full of evil and corruption, we can't associate with those people. So that concludes this Bible study on chapter 5 of 1 Corinthians. Next time, we're going to go into chapter 6, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And yeah, I love you guys so much. I'll see you guys next time. Bye, guys!